Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and the JZO Modcast Podcast Network. I'm your host, Don Smith. COVID-19 lockdown continues. We talk with LA publicist Stephen Joyner from his Kansas City vacation spot. We talk news, guns, and Wilford Brimley. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 106.9 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The brutal presence overwhelms me. All right, hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. It's that time again. Uh, we are still uh, we're still on lockdown. Everybody's still in their houses, so hopefully that more people will start listening to this crap, uh, <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're just maybe they're, they're just that bored. I mean, after all, there are a lot of people watching Tiger King, so there's a whole lot of boredom going on when that garbage is entertaining. And I actually did watch it. I know what I'm talking about now. And yeah, I don't. I feel like I lost several IQ points per episode. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to keep rolling forward. My guest today is uh, Stephen Joyner, uh, publicist out in L.A. How's it going, Stephen? Good. How you doing, Don? Yeah, I caught him mid-sip. That's <laughs> what I do. I catch people off guard as soon as they, they, I, they I, take, I, take a drink or something. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's it's still it's morning time. or um, And this is... Well, when this is released, Don is telling me Friday. So, um, but no, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I, I'm not a publicist anymore, man. I retired a week ago. Did you? Did you? I don't blame yeah, you. Yeah, I, 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 I am. I am. Ass, but. No, I got I got offered a better job. I am now the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel up in Oregon. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I've heard of that place. Yeah. Yeah, they've had some problems in the past with it, so I just, uh, you know, brought the wife and Danny up there, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I've compiled a list of, of movies, and for those of you under the age of 40, we're referencing The Shining. I think everybody's seen The Shining. I, w- I would hope so. It's a classic. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great movie. The only person I ever met from that movie was Scatman Crothers, and that guy was, was uh, uh, he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. Yeah, he, um, he played the uh, the maintenance guy that showed up later to get him out of there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. His, his real name was Benjamin Carruthers. He died in 1987. He lived in Phoenix. And I met him in 82. And that guy had had such a film history of stuff. It's unbelievable. I, I had seen him in... He worked with W.C. Fields, and you can't cheat an honest man. I mean, oh, he, wow. the guy, you know, oh, yeah, he'd been around a long time. And just a very, and he knew every song that was ever written. So, I mean, he would sit there. He would just, uh, just what you saw, the personality and the, the everything, that was him. That was no act. Hmm. So, but very sweet man. Now, I'm still doing the publicist gig. I think I'll do it till I'll die or, you know, whenever. But, uh yeah, no, things are going well considering the current state of the earth. Yeah, which which is a little crazy. How, how'd you get into the, the the publicist game? Clearly by accident. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't a well like it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't something I wanted to do. It just happened. Yeah, you didn't want to grow up and be a publicist. That's not usually. No, I, I didn't. I didn't want to grow up. Period. <laughs> well, yeah. No, no, no. What happened was. Um, 
I've, I've told the story quite a bit, but I, I uh, a few years ago, there's a, there's a friend of mine, uh, Carl Gottlieb, who who wrote the yeah, movie yeah. Jaws, and uh, Joe Alves, who was a production designer on Jaws, and we were doing a an autograph show type thing. A lot of these older artists will do autograph shows and signing shows and conventions and meet and greets, and you know Carl's been up in your neck of the woods, so before in the past yeah, that, that's so, how i met carl's he was he was doing the meet and greet and the uh, showing and everything up at uh, wiley's absolutely so um she has a big comedy background too so anyway um i um we were we did this and a facebook friend of mine in boston messaged me and i didn't know who the guy was he said hey you know i do a radio show and podcast he said is there any way i could interview those two guys i said well i can't give you their number but i could i could you know, I asked them, you know, and, and, and I did, and they said, sure, why not? And they did it. And then from that first meeting, I, I, I now work with over 300 different shows, yours included. Wow. And I sent, I send various guests past and present. So we'll have someone like Carl who's been around for eons. And then we'll have somebody, I have people who are, are fairly new. You've interviewed some of these people who are fairly new oh, yeah. to the film world. And, um, and then I have clients that hire me to to do that radio press and uh, just just to be their 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 publicist, you know, their their PR guy. I'm not a manager or an agent, so I don't I don't give advice on 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 that aspect of it all. But it, it it's fun. It keeps me busy. I love how you can be an artist of any shape or form of uh, of um, acting or, or or music and and go on a show like the live show here with you and and and. Uh, really hit the masses as opposed to being confined to the of, of Facebook, which Facebook is great. Instagram's great. They're all great. But you go on a show like Don's here, you're heard by the masses. And then hopefully you yeah, fall. Yeah, it, it's, it's another medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, a bigger medium, and hopefully you fall on, on the right radar of someone that says, oh, I heard some actor on Don's show, and I, I could use that person. I could use that guy or girl for whatever. So it's just throwing it out there. So that's what I do. A lot of peer, uh, that's, that's part of what entails what I do. And then uh, I've had a very Forrest Gump-type life where a lot, I've met a lot of great people who have been you know, involved in films and stuff for, for eons. And then I did a little bit of acting as a child. And so it just it, it all came to be one day. Yeah, well, that's 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 fun. That's that's how things did started organically. You didn't set out to do it. You didn't fake your way in. It just kind of happened, it just which happened. is good. That's yeah. That's that's a good way for things to happen. I would reach out to shows like you know when you and I met, and I'd be like, hey, uh, Don, I can send you some some guy or girl that you grew up watching on this or that, and you can nerd out on them, and then yeah, like, yeah, there you send me somebody else, you know, like you know, and so it's it it's cool. And it works out yeah. for everybody involved. Well, yeah. When you first reached out, I, I received a uh, random uh, Facebook messages from some guy that said, "Hey, I'm a I'm a publicist out in L.A. I'd like mm-hmm. to talk to you about your radio show. Give me a call. Here's my number." And my first thought was, "Yeah, whatever." You're selling something. <laughs> God, I was a little skeptical. <laughs> he's 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 selling something. No, I'm not selling exactly. anything. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's trying to get my personal information and break into my bank accounts. That's what. <laughs> I was going to mess with you, be like, "I'm from Thailand," but no, <laughs> but but no, no, that's what it was. And look at what, how we've collaborated as of today, so far. I mean, I've sent you some people that you remember from years gone by. 
Oh yeah, we, yeah. I've gotten a lot of great guests from you, both uh, folks that I'm familiar with and folks I'd never met before. And uh, so far, everybody's been fantastic to talk with. Yeah, and it's it, it's it feels like there was a movie, uh, a Woody Allen movie called Broadway. Danny Rose. Did you ever see it back in the day? I don't think I saw that one. Okay, where he's like a theatrical agent and stuff. Anyway, it, it, it shows how like this wide variety. Because as you know, I have a I have a psychic. you know you've seen the vast variety of people you've interviewed some of these people oh yeah oh yeah so yeah so it's all it's all fun and and Artie was a great interview Artie was a fantastic interview I think he was on twice already I wish he would have told us you know like I don't know November this was happening but whatever yeah Yeah, that we would have had some warning start wearing our masks earlier (laughs) yeah Thanks, Hoffman. But <laughs> no, no, already cool. But uh, as a yeah, comedian, so, as a comedian, I was already practicing as much social social distancing as possible. Yeah, yours was yours was perp- Yeah, you you had it down. Maybe you could give a, a seminar online about social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> basically, just Being make terrible terrible people. people. If, if, if everybody hates you, you're oh, good. Can I, I sorry? Can I, I cuss on your show? Is that all right? Or that... oh, that's okay. I. We we can see this isn't live that we can edit that out. In fact, I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't know. What's that? No. <laughs> All in the swear jar. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, yeah, so that's it, really. I mean, that's what I did, and then I, I've got to work. And and you know, you and Scotty, your crew has been always great, and and I can't wait till you know the world starts spinning again, and and you know we get back to it. But right now, you're you're we're doing this, you're doing this, and you're interviewing folks still. So it's, follow it's Don. It's it's been a bit of a switch because I'm used I'm used to being in the studio. I'm used to having a, a guest co-host. We're used to just tag teaming somebody and having a blast and going Facebook live. And now I'm sitting by myself in my pajamas in my living room. So <laughs> it's, still it's hopefully providing entertainment. Difference. Yeah. Still oh, yeah. providing entertainment, still doing the best we still doing what we do right now. I'm Absolutely. currently not in California. I'm currently in Kansas city, Missouri. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't. No, I didn't move or anything. I just, I just say I'm not, I'm not in LA right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in uh, Kansas City. Okay. Okay. Well, what brings you to Kansas City from from I LA? Just, in this, I, uh, in I, this I, time I, when we're supposed to stop traveling. I'll tell you what. About three <laughs> weeks ago, I had a map right on my wall. I took some darts and just, and then it said Kansas City. So that's where I got to go. Okay, that makes sense. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm joking. I have, <laughs> I have, a, I have a. I have a a friend here who I knew, one of my oldest friends who I've known since I was like 18, he was in the Marine Corps. He's my neighbor, and he was like a few years, a few months older than I was when we were friends. And he was stationed out there, and we just stayed in contact. And him and his wife and kids live here. And I like escaping this California every now and then. I was here in November. I was here in September. So it's cool to, to get away from it. The timing just happened to be the timing. Right. Well, yeah, it's a. Uh... This, this this has all been crazy. Just just hope you don't get stranded in Kansas City indefinitely. You know what, dude? I've, I've <laughs> thought about that. I've thought about that. And here's the thing. Um, if I do, all right, it, it's not the worst place to get stranded. Let's put it that way. That's true. And, and I, I'm I'll, sure I, I've never been to L.A., but I'm sure being out of there is a nice break. 
It is, and, and we go insane when, when things happen, you know, riots and other fun stuff. But here's the thing. Here, it's a smaller town. It's like Mayberry, this little town. I'm in, in a suburb of Kansas City. It's like a little Mayberry okay. type town, you know, and so I'm not in the city. And um, I it, it, people are very, very nice here and all that. But the one thing, and I, I now I don't, and this is nothing political or any of that garbage, but the Second Amendment is live and well here. So... Yeah. Everybody, everybody has a, a gun here. Well, it's the middle of the country. That's <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. But, but, and I, I'm not a gun owner, but I and, and I have no, nothing against people who own guns. If you're as long as you're responsible, like I always say, guns don't kill people. Idiots kill people. Oh yeah. So, but you know, my my uh, my friend, uh, another guy who who's staying over at the house, him and his girlfriend and I went to a gun shop. So this is kind of funny. Last week we go to a gun shop, and I. I try to hide the fact that I'm an out of town or the best I can, but it doesn't help when you're wearing like a Dodgers jersey and you got a tan, you know. So I right. walk into this gun shop with uh, my my friend Beamer and his girlfriend, and Beamer's in there, you know, getting a gun or getting, you know, and you go in there and it's gun accessories. And I swear to God, it looked like the the pawn shop from uh, from Pulp Fiction. And you know the guys that work there and all that, they look very untrusting on whatever, and. I, I'm thinking, you know, was, they probably got a gimp in the back somewhere. <laughs> so I just, so it had, it was very, very country, you know, and, and, and oh, yeah. so I'm tr- trying to play down me, you know, and, and, it, it, and, and I, and dude, they had like brass knuckles for sale. And I'm thinking this is so illegal where I'm from. It's not even funny, you know? <laughs> but you'll see them. And then we're driving away from there, and we get to a stoplight, and Beamer's like showing his girlfriend, okay, so now check this out. Then she whips out a gun. I'm thinking, man, in California, Don, dude, there'd be 50 cops on you right there alone. You, I mean, it would be, you know, and I'm sitting there like, okay, so if all, if, if everything did go insane, I'm not in the worst place. That's true. I'm, that's true. You, I, but, the, yeah. but that might be the start of it. That, that might be the epicenter of the entire uprising. Probably. No, I, I'm kidding. I, 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 you're up in you're up in Ohio. This oh yeah, I'm, I'm in Ohio. This this is a this is a gun state too. I'm a, I'm a uh, I, I'm an avid gun owner. I have my concealed carry permit, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So and that's been my biggest fear with this whole uh, pandemic and all the lockdown and people not allowed to not not able to leave their houses. I know a lot of crazy people with arsenals. Oh, wonderful. That, that's what <laughs> frightens me, is that one of these idiots is going to just say, I ain't staying home, and he's going to get some of his other crazy buddies with arsenals, and they're just going to go nuts. That's the big fear for me, you know, because that's probably like family members of mine. But <laughs> oh, oh, well, let's hope not, but I, I know that... Um, I, I'm not quite as crazy as them. <laughs> Okay. okay. So I, I have a little more sense, but you know they don't they don't listen to the show though, right? Oh no 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 they they yeah, don't listen to the show. Said. I think there's only been like one or two of them that ever saw me do stand up and uh, ten fifty nine edit Don's comments about family. No no no, but it, but it, it's in I I'm in my forties. When I was a kid in California, believe it or not, it was not as 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 as, as liberal. I mean, I know that sounds insane, but look, my state oh, produced no. Ronald. We we produced Ronald exactly. Reagan. Exactly. We produced we produced Nixon. It was a time where, you know, in the 80s, we're around the same age, man. You know, in the 80s, we had shows like The A-Team and, uh, you know, 
it was a whole different everything. But uh, now it's forget about it, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, that's, now, it's such, now, such a stigma of gun ownership now that because uh, for for some good reason because there are a lot of irresponsible gun owners out there. But I I grew up with it. I grew up around it. And I think yeah. it's part of my DNA, you know. <laughs> oh, like I, I said think... people people are responsible, and 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 it's just it's just like anything. It could be, you know, it could be anything. If you if you if you're a responsible car owner, and you can drive. You know, it just it just be be responsible, be careful. But you know, exactly. and, and my thing my thing is is you know if you drink, don't use guns. <laughs> right, right. That's that's so. never a good combination. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, used to go, I used to go camping with family a lot, and one, once folks started getting drunk, I'd, I'd collect the firearms and I'd put them somewhere safe. It's like, nope, you ain't having this anymore. We're done. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the thing where um, and try know, to get a, try to get a gun away from a drunk. That's that's fun, right? Oh, there. yeah, I, I, I've yeah. seen I've I've seen that uh, <laughs> happen before. Since I've been here, I've seen that happen, but. Uh, Story for a different time, but no. Other than that, I mean, I'm 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 doing as well as I can. I'm not I'm not freaked out. I, I I've lost a couple clients because you know these folks lost their jobs. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I'm not angry about it. It hurts, but this is the way of the world right now. You're a business owner. You know how it is. Oh yeah, yeah. We we've been shut down for uh, about four weeks now, and it's it's a painful thing. Was I don't know, you know no money coming in. So it's, it's really hard. I mean, bills don't stop just because you don't have income. That's, yeah, that's you, the worst you, part yeah, of this. You, exactly. So, you know, I, and, and I hope that people, I hope the world gets off restriction. It's like the whole world's on restriction. You know? Oh yeah. We're, we're grounded. Everybody's we are grounded. grounded. <laughs> I mean, I, I made a list of things you shouldn't do right now. Movies you shouldn't watch. People are binge watching that. I, that, contagious movie what was that called you know contagion contagion yeah i, I haven't seen that one I, I watched outbreak that, that was yeah that was another one that was probably not a good time to watch it yeah that an outbreak diary of Anne frank uh shining there's a, there's a good list of movies you should not watch right now unless you're in a very unless you're not the mental mindset's not good Right, right, right. But then again, I could see some dude watching, you know, a musical like Guys and Dolls or, 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 or uh, you know, West Side Story and deciding to go shoot somebody. So, you know, be careful, you know. Yeah, I mean, and then, I, and I, it, I think if somebody has a mentality to go shoot somebody, it's not really going to matter what they watch that entices that. They're going to they, Yeah, you're right. That's they try crazy to, you know, psychologists, crazy. yeah, it's crazy is crazy. And psychologists try to say, well, you know, it's because they're subjected to this or that, but look, you know, you and I were subjected to Rambo and 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 and, and uh, Predator and, and all those good movies growing up. We didn't we didn't go do crazy, you know. It's just yeah, and and we know. grew up with the real Roadrunner and Coyote when they could do actual damage to each other. Yeah, and we're not. I haven't I haven't dropped anybody. I haven't dropped an anvil on anybody's head in like five years. Wiley Coyote should have been Acme's like Golden Boy, man. I mean, they, 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 he had he probably had credit up the Yang there, man. I mean, he, oh yeah, he, it, I'd say he owned stock in the company. If he didn't, he was yeah. you know he was as as uh, idiotic financially as he was uh, predatorially. <laughs> Tell you what, Wiley Coyote was a hell of an artist, though. So. Oh yeah. Did you see the artwork that man would do? The way he could make a road out of a rock. 
Yeah, but, and you, know, you couldn't even tell. Painter. So realistic. Yeah, he was a good painter. Just yeah, to the point to where use. to the point where that road runner could just go straight through that mountain. That's how realistic that painting was, and that that's amazing. He's not remembered for his artwork, and he's a hell of an yeah. artist. He he but, should. Be. We we need to start. We need to start a campaign to get Wiley Coyote remembered for his his uh, his contribution to the art world. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. To, I, I did I did a Facebook group one time. Do you remember Sanford and Son? Oh yeah, absolutely. Love okay, Sanford so and Son. I I I, I I I know Demond Wilson, the guy that, you know, uh, and from Sanford and Son. Yeah. And he, he doesn't do these. He doesn't do interviews. I've, I've asked him a couple times. He became a minister and all that. But uh, Lamar, uh, Devon Wilson, um, I, I, I one time I told him, I said, I'm going to do a Facebook group about Sanford's son. And he said, well, what are you going to do? And he, he's got it. He's a, he just he just doesn't do interviews, you know. But he said, what are you going to do? He said, I said, remember Grady, the guy? He said, yeah, the guy, the, the actor who played Grady. I said, you know, yeah. I want to I do like a Grady fan club. <laughs> So, and he's like, "Well, why would you want to do that?" I said, well, "Why not? It's a, it's not out there, and everybody loved Grady, so <laughs> you know." So yeah. it's going to be a Facebook group talk Grady, you know, whatever. But anyway, so that now that I'm 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 quarantined like the rest of the world, I may make the Grady fan club. There you go. Go on there, talk Grady. <laughs> everybody loved Grady, so. Now he but, he played uh, uh, he played Lamont right Demond Wilson. Demond Wilson played Lamont. Grady was the actor that played Red's friend, and everybody had a right, friend. Right, right, right. See, so I got to keep my mind occupied, even though it's as absurd it is, as it is. I got to keep my mind occupied. But uh, as you know, uh, we're you were on our conference call Sunday, and 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 the shows are still going. Uh, a lot of the shows we we can't plug them all, but uh, right. we're still going, and we're still hopefully providing entertainment. I don't normally do interviews uh, to your listeners. I don't usually do these. I usually put these things together, so that's why I'm a little nervous about doing it. But well, uh, it's you're fun. Doing, you're doing fine. You wouldn't even have known. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I did. I, I. It's different. So, you, you wanted to ask me about a few things, or what do you want to? Uh, well, I do have. I do have one thing that uh, <laughs> that I have to ask about, and that is uh, that is a, a story you uh, told me once about Wilford Brimley, because <laughs> every everybody knows him from the diabetes commercials, and uh, you know him in a different way. <laughs> Cocoon and uh, yeah, but television he, movies. Everybody's he, favorite yeah, grandpa been around right? for, for decades, but everybody knows him from diabetes. That's. <laughs> Oh no no he did Quaker Oats he did Cocoon he did uh, he, he did do, yeah yeah he, Brimley's Brimley's like everybody's grandfather that you wanted uh, yep except but I'll tell you what except <laughs> okay so well I don't know I had a grandfather that would probably be in the same boat as that so all right so here's for your listeners here's here's a story about Wilford Brimley and I'm not I'm not bad mouthing Wilford Brimley if you ever meet him I'm, I'm sure you'll have a better experience with him than being my friend. <laughs> So, um, I, I, uh, a dear friend of mine is a, is a comedic actor named Eddie Deason, and Eddie always played a nerd in movies. He was in Greece and the Polar Express and War Games. And did I, did you ever interview him on your program? I have not yet. I, I really okay. want to because I, I remember him from uh, what was the uh, Midnight Madness or something like that. Midnight Madness, which turned 40 this year, incidentally, as yeah. his first movie. And then, you know, he just, if you, if you, if you're li listeners, when they hear this, uh, 
Google Eddie D's and oh, it's that guy right away. They'll know who he is. He's got like oh, yeah. a high voice. He's like, hi, Dan. Hi, hi. You know, that, that's yeah. him. I put him on a show with Gilbert Godfrey one time a year ago. That, now, that's <laughs> a funny, funny show. So, um, see, he's he's one because of his voice. I, I want to wait till I'm back in the studio and I can have Holly Shock as my guest co host. Because if you've ever listened uh, to an episode of Holly I, Shock, I have heard Miss Shock. She's she's I like her. Yeah, that, that would be that good. would be great with those two voices going back and forth. <laughs> have, have, the, have the strong alcohol drink with you, and maybe a couple, <laughs> <laughs> couple, a uh, couple pain pills going because I tell you what, it's 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 uh, it's quite the uh, uh, fingers on the nail, uh, uh, nails on, on the chalkboard type thing. Okay, so Eddie and I did a lot of stuff together. I put him on shows. We did autograph shows. We did screenings. We did a screening of Greece last year. I sent him on a Polar Express tour. He's just a really sweet, nice guy. He had heart surgery back in December, and he's on the mend. He's back in Maryland right now. He lives, he's in Maryland. And uh, anyway, it was couple years ago, easily, it was um, me and Eddie Deason and Tim Matheson and Nancy Allen and Susan Boccolini, and it was this, it was this autograph table panel for a movie called 1941, which was a Spielberg comedy about World War II that all these people were in. Okay, and, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, and and Matheson was in Animal House and other films. Right. And Nancy Allen, Nancy Allen was gorgeous, even. Absolutely gorgeous. So we're sitting at this place. It's called the Hollywood Show, and it was a big autograph show. And there's like 80 older celebrities, you know, and and and, and the tables are lined up, and people are going. It's a Comic Con type thing. It's it's a meet and greet. And Deason loves those. So we're sitting at the edge next to Susan. Now Susan Bacalini was in Jaws. She played Chrissy, who got killed in the beginning, and then she reprised her role because in the beginning of 41, Spielberg parodied his own movie with the submarines. It's pretty funny. Oh, nice. So. Midday, so we're sitting across from Lou Ferrigno and Mackenzie Phillips. And then next to them, there's a row of tables that goes down. It's called The Avenue. And there's Wilford Brimley and Stephanie Powers, who's in Heart to Heart. Mm. And Eddie's voice carries. It carries. You can hear him. You know, and, <laughs> and, and yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So around, I don't know, it was after lunch because they brought us lunch. It was after lunch. Eddie goes, Stevie, Stevie, he's all, is that the girl from the man from uncle? I said, who? He's all, look, he's all, that's the girl from heart to heart. He's all, that's, that's almost Stephanie Powers. And she's older people age. We all age you, me, everybody. And I said, yeah, that's her. He's all, oh my God. He said, time was not good to her. She said, she used to be hot and cute. And Mackenzie Phillips is just staring daggers at us. Cause she could see this, hear this whole thing. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno is quasi deaf, so I don't think he he either didn't hear us or bait or B didn't care or all the above. So yeah, he's just I'd doing say his you old still thing. didn't want Lou Ferrigno coming at you. Oh hell no, uh uh-uh. uh, that man's a giant. <laughs> no, I think he was just doing it. And Mackenzie Phillips was kind of looking at us. You know, she's just like you guys are being dicks. But I I don't think she get it because there's people walking around, they're talking and they're up there talking and so on. And then I see Wilford Brimley lean his chair back a little bit and just look over at us. And now he's got the Hawaiian shirt on. He's got the glasses that are kind of shaded and he's looking at us. And I said, dude, he just heard us. He said, no, 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 he's an old man. He can't hear us. And I'm like, I think you heard it. <laughs> so, you know, about, I don't know, another hour goes by and Don most 
and uh, oh, actually, you know what, Don Most, I gotta get send you his info. He wants to do your show, but Don Most was in Happy Days. He played Ralph the Mouth, oh, and okay. and and Anson Williams, who played Potsy, they were there, and they showed up late because they went to Clint Howard's funeral earlier that day. So they showed up late, and that was a big attraction. So a lot of the a lot of the uh, autograph hounds and whatnot started going over to meet them. Cool. And so our, our section kind of died out. They kind of stole business from us, but hey, it's, it's whatever. And Wilford Brimley starts walking up towards us, and we see him walking towards us. You know, Wilford Brimley's going to say hi. Okay, we'll say hi to him. Hello. Nice. He walks, walks there, and Eddie's all, oh, hi, Mr. Brimley, how are you? Puts his hand out, nothing. He just looks at him, and we're like, oh, what's this about? He says, you know, I, I, I can't imitate him. I wish I could, but, but basically I'll do my best. So, you know... I overheard your statement. And we're like, okay. So Brimley, Brimley tells us he, he overheard us, and he says, uh, you know, you might want to rethink your, 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 you might want to rethink this. We're like, rethink what? And he's all, you know, the, that young lady, and then Eddie kind of snickers a little bit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that young lady, you know, deserves respect and all that. And and, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm Eddie's handler, so I'm, I'm he's looking at me mostly, and I'm thinking I'm getting, I'm going to get pissed about this one. I'm like, oh, no, Mr. Brimley, I said, he was just trying to recognize her from, from a show that he thought he knew her from. So, oh, well, that, that's all well and good, but, you know, you got to remember uh, insults carry. And I said, insults carry. He said, yeah, yes, they do. He says, you know, I was in the Navy for many years. And he says, we uh, we had, and, and I'm thinking, he's talking, he's, he's now he's telling us he's a badass. You know, he's using the Navy and it's like, oh. <laughs> and then, and he's like, you know, I don't, I don't appreciate that sort of, uh, you know, dialogue and so on. So he's really, he's really basically like kind of punking us out, man. And we're like, we're like, what do we do? He's kind of, he's posturing a little bit. And the guy is like a hundred, so we can't really do much, right? Because if we do, we're the at, we're the society beat up Wolf of Brimley. So he says, you know, you, you might want to, you know, think before your mouth overruns you and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, Wilford is Wilford's getting gangster on us right now, and and, and he's all he's all he's all he's all that's just my advice on the whole thing. He says, you know, and, he, and then him and his Bermuda shorts and his Hawaiian shirt go walking away. I look at Eddie, Eddie looks at me, and we're like, what the hell just happened right there? He's like, he's all, I think Wilford Brimley like, is really mad at us right now. I'm like, well, do we apologize to him? He's like, ah, no, forget it. He'll get over it. And then Eddie said something like, you know, he's old. He'll probably forget it in two minutes anyway. <laughs> so the guy walks off. So understandably, it's weird. It'd be like, you know, you have a senior citizen basically telling you he wants to throw down with you. So you can't do which much. Is, which has happened. I mean, you know, who, who hasn't had that happen? I, I guess I, I, I we hadn't we hadn't had that happen. So here's what wussies me and Deason turned into. Okay, so Eddie and I. Are, Ed, there's Ed Burns Ed, who just sadly died recently. Ed Burns was in Greece. He was a guy that uh, was at the dance. Uh, I can't remember his character's name. I'm, I'm blanking out. But Ed Burns, seventy-seven cents his trip. He's there, and and I told Deason, I'm like, hey, let's go talk to Ed Burns, and. Ed Burns is talking to Wolford Brimley, and Eddie looks at me. He's like, "Let's wait a while." <laughs> so, like, we we wanted nothing to do with Wolford Brimley. So Eddie and I are like, "Well, let's go out back," because there was nobody hitting our table at that point. So we go out back, and the lead singer of the rock band Rat, Stephen Percy, was that his name? Uh, that's 
been a long time since I've... Okay, it's a lead singer of Rat. So he's out there, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette, looking like he just was, you know, unfrozen from 1983. He's out there. And we're talking to him, and I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe we should get Steven, maybe we should get the Rat Singer with us just in case things get down, because we're thinking, you know... <laughs> if, if, if Wilford solicits Ed Burns and, you know, Ed Asner and some of these old dudes, we're going to need backup, right? <laughs> so we're talking, talking to this dude. You know, no, no, didn't get that point. And we go back in, and Brimley's back at his table. And so we're like, okay, let's go talk to Ed Burns. So we go over there. Uh, we, we talk to Ed Burns, and um, we're shooting the breeze. We see Brimley get up, and, and Eddie's all, oh, he's coming. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and so he starts walking our way. And we see him, but we're we're like trying to ignore him, right? We're talking to Ed Burns, and and then and, and Barbara Eden's like a in an earshot away from us, and Brimley was actually exiting. He's going out to exit the thing, and he looks at us, but and it wasn't as it it wasn't as slow as you imagine, but for us, it took an eternity for him to walk by us, and he kind of just <laughs> gave us this look, you know, and all that was missing was like gangster rap music to really get the mood of the thing, and so you know, for the rest of the day, uh, we avoided him. And then it was like five o'clock when people start to leave and all that. And Eddie's all, you know, I'm kind of hungry. Let's go to Bob Bigsby. I'm like, good idea. And we're like, we got the hell out of Dodge because it, <laughs> we wanted nothing to do with <laughs> I mean, he was posturing Don. I wish I could imitate it for you right now. He's kind of standing funny. there and his, 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 his chest. And I mean, dude, he's talking about the Navy, not like I'm in the Navy, Don. And this is my, no, like, you know, I'm a badass and shit. Like he was, he was front, he was throwing his record at us. And we're like, Oh shit. And it's just because Eddie had to mention the fact that Stephanie powers aged a little bit. So well, God bless the, you, Wolford. And, yeah, you know, we got to watch that. It, it takes that. <laughs> Don't we hope it all. I, I hope I don't see him again. I hope I wish him a long life and, a, and, and an extended career. I mean, however long that may be, but we really decided we don't want to do it. So here's a part of the story that nobody knows that you're going to know for the first time. Eddie and I booked an autograph gig in, uh, uh, it was Fresno, California. No, 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 not Fresno. It was north of Fresno. Uh, was some town called Merced. So I got him, Eddie, the booking there. And, they have a website of, you know, the celebrities are on there. First thing I do is look at the celebrities because if Brimley was on there, we had to, we had to make a plan. <laughs> so, so for the rest of your life, you had to schedule your stuff around Wilford Brimley's schedule. We're, we're ducking them, Don. We want nothing to do with them. <laughs> and I didn't even do anything. I didn't even say anything. It was Eddie saying, you know, time wasn't good on her like that. It was Eddie's the one that did that. So, I, but I'm not going to throw my friend on their bus. I should have. I'd be like, yeah, he said, you know, <laughs> Eddie's real skinny and stuff. So, yeah, that's what it is. So, my advice to your listeners is don't screw with the elderly because you know what? They really have nothing to lose. <laughs> that's true. Don't pick a fight with a Vietnam vet. They have nothing to lose. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just, just good advice right there. That's yeah. Oh, that's really good advice. But just because they're old, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't mean they don't have any. What are they? What are they going to lose? All right, these are oh, people fifties, yeah. the forties. Brimley's been around since you know dawn, and the thing is, is that they've seen fish that we haven't seen, and 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 you know, like you had Jackal Howard on your show, right? Uh, he canceled, and we haven't rescheduled yet. Okay. Jack seventy something. I wouldn't mess with him if you paid oh, me. Oh no, no, no. He's, yeah, yeah, he's no. a big dude. 
hell no, I won't mess with that guy. So just, you know, be kind to the elderly. And, 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 and if you do, like I said, if you have to make a, a remark like Eddie did, Eddie has foot and mouth disease. So if, you know, just try to be conscious of it. And I mean, he wasn't trying to be a, he just said, you know, well, time, time wasn't good on her. Like I said, is it Mark? But he was just saying how she's aged, you know? So that was it. Yeah. That was <laughs> story. All right. Well, I'm going to take a take a real quick break. Uh, get some more coffee. Uh, when I come back, we'll uh, we'll talk some news stories. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. We'll be back here shortly. Don't go anywhere. Quite far, he was drunk as a priest, but I ignored his vice. I said, Old man, give me advice. He said, Eventually, sometimes you make lots of dollars, and eventually, sometimes you live in squalor. Eventually, sometimes you fuck on a boat, and eventually, sometimes you don't. I said, Old man, that can't be all there is. There must be something. Is ugliness beauty are they one and the same? And this was the old man's refrain. He said, eventually, sometimes you maybe find love, and sometimes you find that's what you were scared of. Eventually, sometimes chains are all you see, and eventually, sometimes you're free. Well, Christ, old man, is life such a bummer? Should I leave this one with hopes of another? Why keep on going if it's as vague as you say? And here's what the old man conveyed. He said, eventually, sometimes the points are the sea. And eventually, sometimes as clear as can be. Eventually, sometimes you master your mind. And eventually, sometimes you die. So here's my advice. If you get a key and don't get it. While having a beer, you see an old man at the end of the bar walk away fast and walk away far. Because eventually, sometimes you look for an answer, but taking advice can end in disaster. Eventually, sometimes there's not much to say, you just have to find your own way. You just have to find your own way. You just have to find your own way. Hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. Uh, we took an imaginary break again. That's what we do. That's <laughs> what we do when we can edit all this stuff later. We take imaginary breaks and then we come back whenever the hell we want. Uh, 
anyway, I'm your host, Don Smith. Uh, joining me via Skype is uh, Stephen Joyner. Uh, do you prefer Steve or Steve or Steven? Uh, Betty. Betty? No. All right. <laughs> no. Uh, All right, Susan, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, uh, I, I, either were, I mean, as I'm getting older, Steven's been kind of the name, you know, I, would, I mean, whatever, Steve or Steven, I, I like Steve, I like Steve, I'm Steve, I don't know, Steven is just, it's too presumptuous. Okay, that's, that's fun, yeah, St- Steve's, yeah, Steve's, yeah. Steve's fun, Steven is like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and get some news stories going as soon as, if, if you're ready, if you're ready for that amount of fun. Absolutely. Okay, uh, the year is 1970. This isn't exactly news. The year is 1970, and a uh, 45-foot sperm whale was washed up onto the uh, beach in Florence, Oregon. Uh, officials in the town don't want a rotting carcass stink. This, this is from an article entitled, uh, Council Uses Exploding Whale Analogy to Tell People to Listen to Experts About Coronavirus. Okay. So, <laughs> and they, again, these stories I'm just kind of picking through as I, uh, as they come up on here, so... Okay. Actually, yeah, that's uh, okay. Officials in the town don't want a rotting carcass stinking up the neighborhood, so they put their heads together to discuss what to do. What happened next has been used as a cautionary tale nearly 50 years later by Doncaster Council uh, to teach the public at least three lessons about corona prevention. Uh, whales have been known to take uh, years to fully decompose, and Christmas was right around the corner, so officials in the town needed to act quickly to stop the smell of rancid whale flesh, which, <laughs> Wow. Uh, wafting into wafting into families' dining rooms and spoiling their dinner. <laughs> An alternative to letting it decay naturally uh, would have been to chop it up and into pieces and bury them, uh, but that wouldn't be uh, the most pleasant of jobs, even for those with the strongest stomachs. So, of course, the logical conclusion was for them to blow the whale to smithereens using a lot of explosives in the hopes that seagulls would eat the remains. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, they they blew it up. That's kind of a they weird thing. To we, do. we had a story like that in California, you know, not too long ago, dude, like like three or four years ago. There was a whale in San Diego that was dead, and yeah. and it was uh, it was a big I, I, I blue whale. It was a big whale. I don't know what type. I'm not a whale expert, but anyway, it, it was a whale, and the thing died and washed ashore, and this thing was huge, and then they they pushed it back out to sea, and then two weeks later it comes back. And I'm thinking, that's a bad omen. (laughs) I would move out of that particular part of the city if that happened, you know. But it was, well, what's funny is now, I don't know how the uh, the sperm whale folks of Oregon in 70 did it, but back, but but these, the people here, they were out there checking it out, smelling all, taking pictures, you know, selfies by this rotting thing. So, uh, yuck. <laughs> but I think what they I think what they ended up doing the San Diego uh, uh, the people there in the marine air industry whatever I think that they thank you I think that they um they I guess they 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 buried the thing or they got rid of it somehow it's gone now it's gone but that's yeah. that's horrifying yeah, that, that, that's it's, a heck of a problem like but no, this, this engineer uh, George Thornton uh, back in the seventies said on TV he wasn't sure how much dynamite he would uh, would be needed. Uh, he ignored the advice of an ex-member of the military who said a few sticks would do the trick and decided to use half a ton. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> half a ton of dynamite. <laughs> On November wow. 12th, a they, crowd they of spectators... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a crowd of spectators watched the whale explode, explode almost immediately afterwards. The people of Florence uh, realized they had made a terrible mistake. 
Recalling the tale on Twitter, Doncaster Council said the huge amounts of dynamite sent massive chunks of blubber flying through the chilly air, and it rained down around the terrified onlookers. To cap everything off, the main bit of whale stayed exactly where it had been. The problem hadn't gone away, uh, only now there were thousands of bits of problems spread for miles around. <laughs> what was the name of this town again? Uh, let's see, where was it? It's, uh, somewhere in Oregon. So, uh, Florence, Florence, Oregon. I yes. Think they kind of went down there for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was, this was in 1970. So I'm sure, uh, I'm yeah. sure the the bits of whale are gone, but the memories remain. <laughs> Take your mother a lot of Florence this Easter, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's just good advice right there. Let's Yeah, there you go. Florent, man, that's just a, that's that's wild, you know. That's that's then the, the, the fact that he had to, to try to figure out how much to blow him up too. It's like, you know, uh, I I was um one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life was Andre the Giants. I met him one time. And I remember it was in it was in San Diego actually. It was at a wrestling uh show. I shook hands with him and it was it was very very brief. And they were it was they were doing autograph stuff and I shook hands with him. I remember his hand was he was a giant. I mean sitting down, the dude was the man was a giant. And I shot the breeze with him for a minute there and, and he said, you know, and he starts talking to me about like wines and stuff. And I, I'm thirteen. And he's like, Yeah, you know, you got he's telling me the difference between a, a good Merlot and a bad one. Like he's talking wine stuff to me. Why I don't know. I I know what happened. He brought up the fact I'm like, oh, you're from France, and he's telling me about his area in France where he's from, and he's telling me about the different wines, and then I realized, like, 13-year-olds in that part of the world could probably go drink at a, a bar. He probably has been drinking that young. But the funny right. story about Andre was the man had severe back problems, and I had heard where they were going to operate on his back, and the anesthesiologist is like, like, talked to his friends and family, were like, because, you know, he was a notorious drinker. They're like, well, how much, how much liquor does it take to put him down? Because <laughs> that's how they're trying to trying to gauge how much to give him and not, you know. And, and I guess, I mean, that's that's just, so with the dynamite story, I kind of it sounds familiar. Like, you know, how much is it going to take? <laughs> you don't do enough. You got this. See, I get would that would that would that traumatize the little kid? Would, oh, would that, I would, would imagine. I would imagine it would be pretty dramatic for a little kid to either see a whale uh, blown up or see uh, Andre the Giant drunk. Yeah, well, I mean, seeing him, <laughs> Scotty Schwartz has got a drunk Andre the Giant story, dude. That really? his his story is epic. But he had, <laughs> he had he had he had Scotty. Scotty will tell you too. It's not my story to tell. Basically, he had to pick up Andre and drive him to an arena, and he was drunk as a skunk. So that's the story. When you hear his story about the elevator and Andre, that's something that. That's great. Wow. So what, what other, do we got any other news stories that are good? You got Florida man stories. Don't you got any good Florida man stories? I, I, got, you I, know they're the, doing. I think coronavirus is, is, is getting rid of all the Florida man stories. Uh, Dion Broxton, a KTVM reporter was preparing for a live report when he noticed the bison approaching both, both him and his vehicle. He was in Yellowstone park at the time. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh no. I'm not messing with you. Uh, Broxton can be heard saying in the video. Uh, yeah, he, Turns out it wasn't just another, uh, it wasn't just one either. A whole herd of bison was walking right towards him as they got closer uh, than he wanted them to. Braxton bailed and stashed his camera in the car. He's trying to do a report and got, attacked, got uh, a whole herd of bison involved. That wasn't that fun. 
there's got to be better news stories than this. Is this this a slow news? That's that's the bad thing. I'm trying to avoid uh, toilet paper shortage news and coronavirus news, and it, it's kind of tough to do. Let me see if I could find you something here, okay? Okay, yeah. It, it, any, anything helps. <laughs> All right, bear with me. We're in it together here. All right, because I, I I haven't seen nearly as many. Uh, good Florida stories as, as I hope for, because I hope for those oh, on a regular here, here, basis. And Here's a neat one. So I just Googled uh, the most bizarre Alabama news stories of 2017. Oh, okay, nice. So, yeah, the little throwback news. Yeah, let's see what we got, throwback. See, I'm not used to other people doing news stories, so we'll, but, but we'll make it work. All right, here we go. Well, here's one. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so it says right here, says, uh, man tries to marry computer. Mark Chris Severin, a Mountain Brook man who who was made who made national headlines over the years for filtering several federal uh, for dodging federal several laws, uh, lawsuits, said on a mission to to preserve the integrity of the Constitution. Um, he uh, started his his rights along with several ex gay code co-plaintiffs were, vi- were violated, uh, which he claims he wants to marry his computer in New Mexico. He said the, the ceremony would be small. The the the, uh, the computer is non-gender, so therefore the uh, it's not that good. Sorry, I thought that yeah, would be well. The the, the uh, ceremony will be small, only a only a couple of gigabytes. Yeah, in his hand and whatever else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it makes more sense, you know. At least a, a computer might every now and then do what you tell it to do. <laughs> I think uh, right I, I can now, see though, the benefits at, to that. Oh, look at this. Here we go. Woman poisons dog with meatballs and nails. All right, that sounds delicious. Okay, a North Alabama mail carrier could go to prison for up to 10 years if convicted. Of feeding dog meat and, and, and meatballs containing nails. U.S. Postal worker Susan Don, 47, is charged with aggravated cruelty towards animals, a Class C felony, which she was arrested in June in Madison County Jail and was posting a $2,500 bill. Boss was arrested after, arrested after a joint investigation by the Madison County Sheriff's Office and the Postal Service. Investigations turns out that she fed meatballs and nails to at least one dog in the wooded circle area of New Hope Community. Who does that? And why? It's the animal cruelty. Yeah, that's that's, why that's just right ridiculous. Yeah. I hope they fry her right there. I mean, that's the type of thing that I, I hate it on Facebook, man, when people, and I think some of them are just well-intentioned, like, oh, we need to stop animal cruelty. But when they show, like, someone in Thailand burning a dog, I can't stand that, man. That stuff. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... A bit much. I liked your alligator story, though. Uh, which, which one was that? <laughs> okay, let, let's let's I've go back a little bit. Alligator stories, but here's here's one that I I want to touch on again. I actually Good. talked about this already once before, but it's it's such a fun story. A Washington a Washington State man who led police on a high speed chase on Sunday may not have actually been driving. Officers said they found the suspect's pet pit bull behind the wheel after his uh, 1996 Buick crashed. Uh, the unidentified 51-year-old uh, male suspect from Wake- Lakewood, Washington, is now facing several charges, including DUI, reckless driving, hit and run, and felony eluding, authorities said. The man allegedly uh, struck two vehicles before he fled on Interstate 5. 
One trooper reported seeing the pit bull in the driver's seat while the owner handling the steering wheel from the passenger seat. Uh, the car reportedly hit speeds of 109 miles per hour during the chase and at one point drove on a popular trail for pedestrians and cyclists. It was fortunately empty. Uh, state troopers eventually ended their pursuit by throwing down spike strips, but then came the shocker. The Washington State Patrol officer Heather Axman said the driver told police he was trying to teach his dog how to drive. Uh, Axman added, I wish I could make this up. I've been a trooper for almost 12 years, and wow, I've never heard this excuse. I've been in a lot of high-speed chases, I've stopped a lot of cars, and never have I gotten the excuse that they were teaching their dog to drive. Uh, the officer said the pit bull, whom she described as a very sweet girl, was taken to local animal shelter. <laughs> uh, hopefully hopefully not adopted by a lunatic. <laughs> We're not another one anyway. So, so yeah, she's had her fill. <laughs> she's had her fill. She's just, you know, she's just going along with the program, but still, that's not right, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not right. I mean, these stories, you know, people, well, you know, we're going to, you're going to have a lot of material for even more wacky stories in the next couple weeks and months. Oh, yeah. With the stuff people are doing during quarantine. Yeah. That'll, that'll really. <laughs> I speculate like what the quarantine world right now, like what weird stuff, you know, there's okay. I, I, I'm going to be grim because it's just the truth. The truth is not pretty sometimes alcoholism, um, domestic stuff. There's going to be a lot of bad things going on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's because it, it's just, I mean, you're, you're stuck at home with family that you're not used to being stuck at home with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a lot really, of drinking and a lot, yeah. A lot of drinking. And, I, and I'm thinking about like the home accidents. So like, I'm thinking of people like, uh, I, Richard Carr did your program, right? Uh, no, that was right at the beginning of this. And we had, we have to reschedule because it was, he was scheduled for right at the beginning of this, uh, uh all, pandemic crap. So they're all, they're all at right home, as everything was shutting down. <laughs> they're all done. But I, I think of like the Tim Allen thing. And I'm, I guarantee you that some, some yokels are going to like try to fix something in their home and end up screwing something up real bad. I can oh, see yeah. this happening. You're in your living room. Like, you know, I can elevate this floor two inches. And I mean, weird stuff's going to happen. What? <laughs> You yeah, know, you know, a we, lot of it in Florida. Absolutely. Florida around the, around the country. People are going to try to do home improvements and they're not contractors. They're not Bob Vila. They're going to, they're going to screw up uh, stuff up. I'm sorry. Swear jar. <laughs> uh, I know that, uh, you know, you know, what company's really taking a hit right now. Ashley Madison. Really? You know about it, right? Huh? You know about Ashley Madison? No, I don't. Okay, so Ashley Madison is basically for those who want to stray from their marriage or relationship. It's a hookup site, you know. Oh, okay, okay. You, know, you want to have an affair? Go to Ashley Madison. You know, it, I'm I've, not I've advocating. I've aware of this before. I, oh I yeah, it exists. Weeks ago, no. <laughs> not now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. You, you want to meet for coffee? Where? <laughs> yeah. like, Virtually. Virtually, yeah, a lot of virtual, you know, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if there is going to be a baby boom because of all this. Oh, definitely. I'm serious. A lot of elderly are dying, but I wonder if people are going to start procreating right now because they do that thing. And I mean, it, it, it is what it is. So I wonder if, you know, pregnancies are going to pop up. This is a very weird time right now. It, it is. It is. 
I think I we think. got one more news story. Speaking of weird times, we're going to cover this one more news story, and we're going to start wrapping up. A uh, Michigan couple whose wedding plans were thrown into chaos by the coronavirus pandemic said the pews will still be full during their ceremony, but the guests will all be made of cardboard. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Much like their own families. Uh, Dan Stuglick and Amy Simonson said about 160 people had been due to attend their wedding this Saturday in uh, Dowagiak, uh, that's a heck of a name. Uh, but the COVID-19 lockdown left them with suddenly <coughs> suddenly empty guest list. Uh, Stuglick uh, enlisted the help of local company uh, Menasha Packing to provide human-shaped cardboard cutouts to present their represent their friends and families during the ceremony. I didn't like the idea of, ha- of Amy having to walk down the aisle with no one in the pews. Uh, that seemed like a very lonely walk, so I wanted something to represent the guests, Stuglick. Stug- Stuglick said. She's marrying a guy named Stuglick. Stuglick, yeah. So uh, Stug- cardboard guests and a Stuglick. She's she's going to have a hell of a life. Listen, oh, they yeah. could have oh, yeah. done a virtual. You know that, right? Right, yeah. They could they could have they could have uh, phoned it in. <laughs> See, I would I would have done like for later in the marriage, phoning it in. Exactly. I would have done like <laughs> I would have done like Steve Martin, the lonely guy. You remember that movie? Oh, it's been a long time. Okay, there's a scene. Okay, there's a scene in the Lonely Guy where Steve Martin and Charles Gordon. Charles tells him he's like, you know, you, you got to throw a party. He doesn't know anybody, and he says, no, you get these cardboard cutouts, and he goes to his house, and there's like a cutout of you know Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds and stuff. So what I would have done is I would have got cutouts of just people like Howard Stern, you know, celebrities. That would have been cool. That's gonna make for a good picture. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> or we got a bunch of Muppets or something, you know, had Muppets in there, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, you got to have a couple of Muppets at your fake, well, it's not a fake wedding, it's fake wedding guests. And there's a, there's a picture of it too. There's a video and a picture and it's just them and the, uh, the, uh, pastor and then a whole bunch of cardboard. Can you send me That's a copy of that? I, I got to see that. I, I want to look at that. So here, I'll, I'll send you the link. <laughs> yeah, I got to see that. I'll look at it later on, but no, this is. This has been fun, Don. You know, it's good to hear your voice. We're 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 surviving the chaos. Well, we uh, we will get through it one way or another, and and the uh, the life and the life radio show will continue. I I'm afraid <laughs> some people might have been looking forward to getting rid of it, but nope, we're sticking around. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. But yeah, now, right. why why don't you plug your show right now? Now that you are doing this, like, can when 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 or where can people hear you? I know that you're on SJ Network, which is a a promotion I, page, but you're you're I, on some I, other ones too, right? Yeah, I, I need to get on the SJNetwork.com because I, I'm not my show doesn't uh, get re shown or rebroadcast on there. I am going out on the the Jayzo Mod Podcast Network. Yeah, our buddy Dave Montoya in, in California. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, you have to well to get on the network website. Talk to Michael Glenn Moore, and then you know you got to sacrifice something, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but uh, no, I, I, uh, my main feed is always it is at uh, the life one zero six nine dot podbean dot com. Uh, Podbean is my main app, and then everything else comes from there. If you want like episodes from three years ago, three and a half years ago when I first started this. As far as the podcast, you can you can get on Podbean. It has all 352 episodes, I think, right now. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. It's a, if if you're if you're on quarantine, coronavirus, COVID nineteen lockdown, and you have nothing to do, I can kill 350 some hours of your life. 
right now. <laughs> you can go download everything I have to offer. Uh, but no, the episodes come out every uh, Friday morning, Sunday morning, and Tuesday morning. Three episodes a week nowadays. Uh, we also rebroadcast uh, on the radio every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m., every Wednesday from noon to 2, and I believe it still goes out Thursdays noon to 2 on WWSU 106.9 FM in the Dayton area, which is also WWSU1069.org if you want to listen online. And I think that I think that's everywhere. You can also check me out at uh, D. Smith. Uh, hold on. If you want to send an email, it's the life 1069 at gmail.com. I'm uh, Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Uh, all that that I put out in the uh, in the intro and outro, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so you get all this information again. Yeah, keep up with Don, and and hopefully you know you get on Rome of the Mist pretty soon. You know you talk. You know Chris in Rome of the Mist, Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have I'll have to do that. Have have to start getting out more. I mean, I, I have to get the tentacles out there. Yeah. Actually, I, I'm for for being stuck at home other than working. I'm surprisingly busy. Me too. Me too. It's, and, it's and, you a know, weird I, thing because uh, I, I hope people ahead. do listen to. You. I hope people do listen to your archive shows. Take a break from Netflix or the Tiger King or whatever the hell that is, you know, and listen to. <laughs> Listen to, to Don, and, and there's video. You have video stuff out there too, Don, right? Oh, yeah. If you, if you go to the Life Radio Show's Facebook page, there's there's uh, video live videos from months and months and months, and I think up to like a possibly a year ago. You can go back and look at some of them. That way you can see my pretty face, my lovely beard, and my wonderful guests. Uh, definitely recommend that because the live shows are a lot of fun. I have a couple of things I've been wondering about. Okay. So your co-host Scotty, right? Yeah. Is, is he just like probably just working out like a madman now or is he going to get it or is he just going to let himself go? I'm going to be talking to him on the, on the show. Uh, I'm, we're going to be recording this coming Saturday. His co-host Scotty. And if you, if you visit the archived episode, you'll see Scotty. Scotty's really cool. Dude's built like a Sherman tank and stuff. And, and, and you know, he's all muscles. So, me and Don are not, not, we're nowhere even, you know, he, he's bigger, he's bigger than, you know, we're not bigger than this man's leg. This guy's a giant, right? <laughs> but the thing is, is that with weightlifters and bodybuilders, they got to keep the machine going. You know, they got to keep oh, working yeah. out, keep it all up. So I was wondering about Scotty. I saw him on Facebook, you know, we're Facebook friends. I'm wondering, okay, is he just going to give up and get all fat or is he going to keep going? You know, so. Oh no, I, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's not going to give up. He's, he's going to keep, he's going to keep at it. He doesn't, he doesn't stop. Scotty is, Scotty's a hell of a guy, but no, he, he doesn't stop oh, that stuff. Uh, Scotty, yeah. uh, Love him to pieces. He's a, he's a great Scotty's guy. cool. Scotty's if, cool. If yeah, you he, go back, cool. actually, if you go to the life radio shows, uh, Facebook page, I believe pen to the pen post up there is actually the last, uh, show we did live in the studio with uh, the autumn hatcher, Scotty Mays showdown. Yeah, that was great. Man. That, I mean, that, that was, was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And, uh, somebody walked away with my cock. So that's <laughs> they, they they stole your cock. Yes, I remember because Don Don Maltroff was on that show. Yeah, Don Don was on that show. She was she was uh, I think she was. She a didn't know surprised. she didn't know what you guys were talking about <laughs> for a long time. And Which then when she makes said, it really funny to me. It yeah. was. She she said, "Well, they were talking about." I'm like, "They were." I'm thinking that's that sounds like he's something you might say. And then I'm like, "Well, you know what a chicken is, right?" So anyway, <laughs> but. 
it, it was it was uh, it was all in good fun, you know. I mean, it's not you're, you're not you're not politically correct. You're socially irresponsible. Just remember that. So, absolutely, absolutely. But if for those who want, I'm going to plug myself here. So for, for sure. those who want to uh, do some radio shows or, or just do whatever, my it's Steve Joiner. I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, my email is Steve SJ Network at Gmail dot com. I uh, I can be reached at eight one six six zero five four five six one. That's eight one six six zero five four five six one. I'm on Facebook. My Instagram is horrible, so I, I'll accept some followers and, and what have you. And uh, keep the laughter and the artistic creativity alive. And remember, folks, it's not the end of the world. It's on pause. We're all on pause right oh, yeah. now. And I am hoping, in all seriousness, that people look at this time maybe to reevaluate their lives. And 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 honestly, I'm hoping that people look at this time to maybe uh, maybe cancel out some debts. You know, like you know, if you've been mad at someone in your family or friend for a long time, maybe this might be a time for you to really think about it and and make peace. Because for real, this could be something. This is actually a very interesting time because we're all being affected. From every economical scale, we're stuck at home. This is the world is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but we're not going to have fun. We're stuck at home. So, but yeah. be good to be good to each other. That's told Jerry Springer something. Be good, be good to each other. And uh, Don, thank you, man. I really enjoy doing these. I, I I thank you for everything you do, man. So yeah, well, I th- I appreciate you too. It's been great getting to talk to you this morning. Give my best to Scotty and Autumn, and uh, we shall we shall overcome. Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. We'll be back next time. Uh, always. Where the hell else are we going to go? Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. I think coronavirus is is getting rid of all the Florida man stories. <laughs>